Hello, everybody. My name is Goof Norton, and welcome back to another broadcast of the Goof Norton Radio Show. Hopefully, you can hear me a little bit better. I changed the audio settings, so hopefully it sounds a little bit more like it usually would um, for the show. I, guys, like, <laughs> I have been, like, lost in history with... Um, on YouTube. This is why I love YouTube because I can, there's history documentaries, there's nature documentaries and stuff we can get now for free that are of good quality, of great quality, of people, like made by people who actually love history. And I, I, I cannot literally, I cannot express fully how enthralled I am with this, with this stuff, but it literally is amazing. Um, and I, when I refer to some of the history, I, I'm, you know, obviously mostly speaking about the U.S. Um, and some of the structures and things that we have here, because I'm the most familiar with that since I, you know, we live here. Um, <clears throat> but for those of you who do live in other countries, I'm sure there are structures and things like that from you know, decades, not decades, but centuries ago that still stand or, you know, remains and ruins of it still exist. Um, but I just, history is freaking amazing. Um, it's cause it's, cause what's interesting to me is like, you know, history, you get to learn, you get to literally sit there and learn about these people who once lived, who once breathed, who once laughed, cried, loved. They felt like we feel, they ate like we eat, they drank, you know, they were existing, living a, like life day to day, waking up, going to bed, doing their daily routines, um, you know, worrying about what was going on in their time, things like that. And it's just like to at least see these people would be interesting because we forget, though, that these people don't really look all that different from us. Um <clears throat> To be fair, like these people, the only difference would be the clothing and the technologies. <laughs> but some of the styles of facial hair and stuff like that, people still, you know, follow to this day. So it's not like it's anything really new, but it is interesting and it would be interesting to see these people live and breathe. Like I would have loved, because, you know, of course I'm obsessed with like famous leaders in history, like world leaders. Like I would have loved to see Genghis Khan and... um and I, that's very controversial, not very controversially, but just for the sake of history, getting more footage of like Mussolini and, and Stalin and, and the big, uh, AH himself, the weird, the, the, that crazy one over there that, but to get more footage and see how these people talked and act behind the scenes, because yes, we do have footage of these people. Yes. And we have speeches and stuff. I would like more of it though. I want more of it. I want more of it in HD in 60 frames per second, 4K, so that way we can clearly see and, and hear what they sounded like um, in their everyday lives. I would have just loved to be like, you know, a spy or something with like, you know, just, just microphones and stuff like that planted everywhere, cameras planted everywhere, so we can see these people and see how crazy, first of all, some of these people really were, um, and really get an insight to, you know, they're, they're just day-to-day -day lives because we don't fully know, right? We have documents and stuff like that, but to really know just from the sake of footage and, you know, to know just by watching them, to me, that's interesting. Um, cause being me, being, being an introvert, I found delight in just watching people exist and go about their daily routines because it's just like what goes through this person's mind what goes through this person's mind that makes them you know walk the way they walk talk the way they talk and act the way they act and just seeing people live and just 
you know, exist is interesting to me. Um, and I, I love to see that. It's very, very, very interesting. That's why I'm so obsessed with history because we get to learn about these people and how they went about their daily lives, their actions and what they've done, good or bad. Um, that's why I'm not afraid to mention like Hitler or anything like that. Cause I'm like, yeah, he's part of history. He's a significant part of history. Um, but he is a part of history nonetheless. I don't obviously don't support any of his actions, of course. Um, I think that's a given. But considering how crazy the world is today, I have to clarify. <laughs> so I, I do not support anything that he did um, or believed in, really. So the only things that I would admire from him are, are his art pieces, because he he was an an artist at some point in his younger years until he went absolutely crazy after his mom died. So. That was, uh, that's interesting, but I've been watching like history about, I've been watching this guy's channel, um, and he's been going visiting historical sites and, you know, Ford's theater where Abraham Lincoln was shot and killed. Um, the bullet that, that went through Abraham Lincoln's head. We've seen that he's gone through houses of, of old presidents that have come and gone, of course, like and there's houses and stuff that still exist from the 1800s buildings, mansions from the 1800s with mostly original furniture. Like, mostly, like 80%, mostly. Like, that's amazing. From the 1800s. Like, for, like, that's so long ago. But in sense of, in a sense of history, it's not that long ago. Because we're just, we're really barely into the 2000s. Like, we're only 21 years in, con considering how long a freaking century is. We're barely in. We're only, we're not that, we're not that far in. Um, you know, and, and just, just over two over just over 150 years ago we were in the 1800s it's not that long ago it's in terms of history it's not that long ago it's not that old it's something that obviously the the structures are still standing with the original furniture and you know like original features and things like that it's just so amazing how that stuff can still exist today and I can get a look back and we can get a look back and see how these people lived with the technologies that existed back then. And just in such a short time in terms of history, we've advanced to the point where I can watch a video on this stuff and I don't have to go and visit these places, even though I want to, you know, if I were to ever get a chance to travel in, in my, in my older life, I would try to, to visit these places and see these historical sites for myself. Um, because these are amazing. Like, these are absolutely amazing. But I've been, like, I've traveled and seen historical sites. Like, museums and things like that are stuff that I dig, like, to the max. War museums and things like that. Like, there's a, I've been to, you know, an infantry museum um, around the base that I had uh, basic training at. Like, that was pretty cool to see. Because, again, it's history. It's history, history, history. History is one thing I will never get enough of. Because it's something we can always learn from. Take the good and the bad and learn from it and improve upon it. Um, and just really get a good insight to see how people really lived and existed, uh, without all this technology, how they thought, how their, you know, daily process was. It's truly fascinating and absolutely amazing. And, um, to see those that, you know, during a time where it wasn't popular to be, you know, um, you know, wasn't popular, it wasn't popular to be nice to different races and things like that. And wasn't, you know, popular to let women have their say and have their power 
it's it's nice to see it's nice to hear about people who did let that happen who indeed broke those stereotypes and you know kind of persevered and lived a nice long happy life even after defying you know what majority of society was doing it's such a good thing so that's why again those things i like as well it's not just the negatives and the violence and the craziness it's the it's the technologies and some of the people that live during these times um moving on to the next thing i've been seeing stuff on social media and i was told this by some people growing up and i'm like i was told that it was a bad move um i was told it was a bad move to you know say to a girl like oh when we're getting married um but it's i'm going to tell you that it's not a bad move to ask what are your intentions what do you want to do and i think that needs to be more of a common thing um and i don't know if it is a common thing or not but I, that that needs to be more of a thing that we teach our young people to do and say because if somebody's not into you know dating for marriage and they're just you know there to waste time because that's pretty much all you're doing if you're not dating for marriage you're just kind of wasting your time which is fine if you want to do that you want to do it but there, there there is no real i mean that's that's the point of dating you're getting your you're learning about the person learning how to deal how to you know exist with them exist around them and such um and you know you're learning their likes and dislikes and the more intricacies about those kind of things so that way one day you can spend the rest of your or that one day you can you know make it official and spend the rest of your life with that person and live with that person and such but you know but it needs to be that needs to be set out you know very clear and this is for those who are <clears throat> dating for marriage you need to make that clear you know what are your intentions are you dating to marry and don't be afraid to ask that question directly, because if they're going to be scared away, then they weren't for you in the first place. Do not be afraid to have that standard. That is an okay standard to have. Mocking guys and denying guys because they're not six foot and because they're not, you know, super shredded and all that kind of stuff. That's toxic and that's body shaming. And that's the worst thing you could possibly do to a guy. Having that standard is terrible and gross. I'm just going to say it's terrible and gross. How dare you? Because if a guy did that to you, you'd be super offended, I guarantee you. There's women out there who do that, and I'm like, why the frick do you do that? But oh, all of a sudden, a guy says it, says the same thing, and it's offensive, it's it's sexist, it's misogynistic, you know, it's body shaming. But when you do it back, it's not freaking dumb double standard. But I've talked about that before, so we know, we know, don't do that. Um, but yeah... It, it is okay to have standards. It's cool to have standards. It's cool not to drop those standards either. You know, it's cool to date for marriage and it's cool to make, and it's okay to make that clear because otherwise you're wasting time. If you're going to wait around for them to come around to wanting marriage, you're probably not, most likely you're not going to have that happen for you. It needs to be clear. Do you like, do you want, like, do you want to be married? And do you want to have kids? If that's a thing you want to have, like, it's okay to ask these things out front because and like as you know if they can give like if you know that's the that's the because that's one of the questions lady asked me do you want to have kids and i had to be honest about it you know um because me right now may not want to have kids me at some point yes would probably want to have kids and that's an honest answer you know so um me right now definitely does not have the mindset or the freaking patience to deal with kids but you know me in the future probably would would most likely definitely have that um and be equipped for that kind of thing 
But if they give an answer like that, that's okay, cool. That just shows they're willing and open to talking about the idea. If they say, well, I don't know. And that's not a bad thing either, depending on how they say, I don't know. Um, if they're like, hmm, if they say it with a bit of optimism in their voice, like, oh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I never thought about that. Maybe, you know, maybe one day, right? If they, if they, as long as they're open to it. And if you, if you're looking to have kids and they're open to it, then fine, you know, keep on with it. But if they're like, uh, if they're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Kids, you know, kids are coming, you know, then it's like, well, maybe not. Maybe, maybe we're not meant to be. And that's fine. But just don't waste your time. Like literally save yourself from having to go through months or years of, you know, dating a person who's not going to come around when there's easily, you know, easy signs to see, you know, initially. So that way you're not ended up, you know, you're not ending up heartbroken because you fooled yourself into believing this person would really come around and be like, oh, I want to be married. I want kids. If someone doesn't want that, they don't want that. Especially guys who are like, especially single guys, trust me, if there's something like that that we don't want, we're not going to come around um, until like many, many, many years later when we've, you know, had enough of what we were doing. So it's up to you if you really want to wait for that. <laughs> um, leading into that, actually, segue. Um Weddings and such. I've I've talked about this before, I'm sure. I definitely have. Um, but I keep I saw I saw a post today where a guy actually gave his lady, his fiance, options when he proposed. He he opened two boxes. And I was like <laughs> the the caption was like, bruh. <laughs> and I was like I'm like, if I'm, hey, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do, right? I, you know, as you guys, you know, mostly know, and it doesn't really matter if you do or not, because freaking who cares? Um, it only matters to me. But, like, I'm not a super, I, I hate the wedding industry. The wedding industry, at least in this country, is awful because they definitely, they take naive couples, and I just say naive because it could be young or old, anybody who's not good with finances and doesn't know any better, but the the wedding industry here is just a, it's just a, a savage beast. They just drain money from couples who don't know any better and who really think that, you know, having the huge ceremony really, really, you know, shows your love for each other. I'm like, it doesn't, but, you know. It just, you know, it's a flash of like how much money you have or don't have that you're just using, you know, it's just a, it's just a flashy show. It's not really, it doesn't really mean that, oh, I love you more than, I love you a bunch because I, I, we spent all this money that we didn't have in the first place that we could have, you know, saved and put down on a house or a car or put towards, you know, education or, or vacation or a honeymoon or something for the future. But instead, we're going to spend it all in this one day. But that's, you know, that's my thing. Um, but that's just my 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 thing. That's not, I don't, I'm not going to push that on anybody else. Um, that's my disclaimer. You don't have to, you know, follow through with what I say in that sense. Um, but, you know, I would I would say, yeah, save your money. Don't, don't spend a, like a million dollars on a freaking engagement ring and a wedding. Save that money, you know? Get yourself a, you know, a pretty standard engagement ring, nothing too expensive. I'd say spend more money on the actual ring because the engagement ring is obviously temporary. And then the wedding, you know, unless you, unless you really want to make it, you know, you know, 
uh, big and extravagant because that's what you two have agreed upon, not your families. I don't care. Like, again, this is what you guys want because it's about you two. I don't care what your parents want. I don't care what your siblings want. If you two have decided that, yeah, you know what? We actually want, without any other influence, something that came from our heads, we actually want to do a bigger wedding. Then that's fine. If you're being influenced and being pressured by mother-in-laws and father-in-laws and and, 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 and sibling-in-laws and all that kind of stuff, then I wouldn't be doing it. I'd be like, no, 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 no. That's why you, you know, isolate yourselves when you're making these plans. Not completely, but, you know, enough so that people don't know that you're making these plans. Because um, the last thing you want is to be pressured by either side of the family about, like, doing this and doing that. Oh, it's tradition. It's tradition. Um, who cares about tradition? Who cares? Because tradition has gotten a bunch of people, you know, wound up in debt for over a freaking wedding. That's the last thing you should wind up in debt for is over a wedding. You know, it's a wedding, right? It's one day. People go in debt over school, you know, for years. That's, you know, four years, eight years, six years, however long they spend. But going in debt over one day for stuff that, you know, you don't really, that's not even a good return on that investment. That's not a good return at all. Like, if you think about it, then, like, you get nothing. You really get nothing out of it. Because that's, you just, you know, because the wedding is, the wedding is for everyone else. Right? You guys, because anybody can get married in a freaking courthouse and be done with it. And there you go. It's official. Because it's, it's a, it's a law thing. Um, in terms of, like, getting a certificate and stuff like that, you know, it's a law thing. That's more of a legal thing that you guys can get done really quickly. Um, but even being, you know, even being religious, like... It can still be done in a courthouse perfectly fine or within your own home with a, with an ordained minister. So it, like either way, you're covered. It just doesn't, it doesn't have to be an expensive thing. Um, and I know I'm going to like probably going to get brought up later, but I'm like, I'm just, I'm saying this for the sake of the show. I want to be clear for the sake of the show, I'm saying this for the sake of the show, because I know this is going to be brought up later. Um, but like, uh, you know, just a, just a, just a piece of advice for you guys out there, you know, follow it if you want to, don't, if you don't want to, obviously, oh, I know plenty of people ignore me, which is fine, which is cool, um, at least you paid attention <laughs> for, for a little bit, uh, but it's like, there's, there's no point of going in debt over that, even if it's tradition, I don't care what country you live in, going in debt should not be part of your tradition, Saving money should be a part of your tradition. Saving money and, and you know, investing in something that would actually last longer than a day would be nice. Honeymoon? I'd say put the money towards that so you guys can go somewhere nice and, you know, travel. You can guys go and travel and celebrate, you know, your marriage and stuff like that that way. That seems like a better, you know, use of the money rather than just like, let's just spend it on all this and all these people who aren't going to be a part of my, our marriage because only we're responsible for our marriage. They're not. Whether we stay together or not is not really something that's of their, like, nothing they can stop or prevent if we're going to separate or if we're going to stay together. Like, it's it's up to us, right? It's an us thing. It's a me and you against the world kind of thing. Because, I mean, that's what it is. Because, again, at the end, in the end of the day, no one's responsible for your marriage except you two. So after the wedding's gone, everybody's eating your food and drank, you know, drank your, your drinks, whatever you had, and, you know, sat in your seats and used up all your facilities and whatnot, you're stuck 
with what you started with, with what you had. So it's important to remember that um, and not get so caught up and turn into bridezillas or groomzillas, I guess. That's a possible thing. But, like, don't get so caught up in the, you know, glitz and glam. Just focus on you two. Focus on what makes you guys happy and do that. And I know in some cultures, I know, I know in, like, Asian cultures and things like that, weddings can be um, real stressful because of how because of how tradition works, whether you're in Korea, Japan, India, other countries like that. Weddings are a big thing. Um, and are some really, I've seen some really intricate ceremonies. I'm like, oh my goodness. But here in the States, we have that freedom of choosing and being, you know, the, the classic America way, I guess you could say, and, you know, being able to choose how we, um, celebrate the union, um, between, uh, lovers and such. So I, uh, I, you know, I'm all for the, the inexpensive stuff we know. But, uh, you know, if I could, I could, I just want to see more people save money and not go in debt over this kind of thing. Because it doesn't like, I guess, again, you know, your, your actions outside of that, before that and after that are going to really prove that you love the person. Not that one day where you both say I do and, you know, to death to us part kind of thing. Like, that's just making it official, right? That is all just the thing we've come accustomed to thanks to freaking like Queen Victoria and whatnot. I blame her for all this and her influence. Um, and I, and, he, and especially here in the States, I blame the, the, the wedding industry because it has become a freaking industry where people just constantly go in debt over it. And it's a serious problem, especially engagement rings. Cause that didn't used to be a thing. It really didn't used to be a, the engagement rings did not always, were not always a thing. It was not always as big or as important as it is now. This just became a thing again because somebody saw a way to make a profit and it was like, bam, let's make make a profit. Advertising is really powerful, especially back in the day. Advertisements are really powerful and really have influence. If you say, hey, if you don't have an engagement ring, you're not really showing your wife that you love her. Well, freaking guys all over the all over the freaking country who see that ad are gonna be like, Oh no, I love my wife. I gotta get her a ring. You know? It's, again, scam after scam after freaking scam, just another way to get your money. <laughs> That's all they do here in this country. They just want your money. <laughs> like, a lot of these industries can be much, can can and can produce these things at, at a cheaper rate and still make profit, still make a decent profit. But because they can get away with purchasing this, because you can charge whatever you want. Somebody's going to buy it. And people buy it. And that's why they don't change their prices because people keep and keep buying it and keep buying it and keep buying it because their sales could be their, you know, could be their constant prices if they wanted it to be. And they could still pull a profit. But nope, because of the way that our brains work and the way that we are so easily pressured by society and what others think of us, even though it really generally doesn't matter, you know, it's just like, well, I, I mean, good job to the marketing team, I guess. They've they've succeeded in their goal. Um, but that's my take on it. But hey, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't study history. This all wraps in together. Bam, we did it. We did it. Good job, everybody. Good job. High fives all around. Um, we wrapped it up. We, it all wraps up together. It all wraps up together. This was the most well put together podcast I've ever freaking had. Everything relates. Uh, I'm a genius. You heard it here first, folks. I'm a genius. I, I did it. 
I'm a hero. I'm a legend. Put me in the history books right now. Just put me in there. I'm, 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 I'm up there with the likes of George Washington, I swear. Um, that's another thing I have to note, that history is so important because one thing that I have to note is that my admiration for George Washington grows um, every time I hear about the dude because he's not just the first president of the United States, but he was a person who respected the people enough to, first of all, warn us about political parties, because he did say that the political parties would be acting on their interests of, of themselves instead of the interests of the people. But he also knew when to quit and when to relinquish power, because he wasn't going to turn into a Julius Caesar or a Napoleon, where they achieved greatness, but they kept holding on to that position of power, because they didn't want to let it go. George Washington respected the people enough to let go after two terms and set a precedent including his military position because he was a general, but he let that all go because he respected the people enough, you know, to want uh, to, you know, want to bring in new leadership and things like that for the people to, um, you know, really keep things flowing, keep, keep things moving. He didn't want to hold on to that power forever. And I appreciate him for that because he's one of the, he's the first one to, to do that. Um, in, you know, in this country, obviously, uh, as the, as as the country was new but again one of the most respected people and yes i know he did own slaves and whatnot blah 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 we get that but even you know that's been it's been noted that he was you know regretted that towards the end of his life and as he just as just his life went on after the war was over and whatnot he just started to really um started to really regret that and actually kind of grew close to a few of his that you know a few of his slaves that were working in that were um, working in his house and whatnot. So, you know, it's the, you know, it's the, it's the times, right? Those are, those are things at the times, obviously it was bad. We get it. We understand that now at the time it was just a common practice. Um, and also the fact that, you know, it wasn't just that one race at the time that was you know, enslaved. There were, I'm sure there were other people of other countries and whatnot that were dealing with that. Um, and through history, frick, <laughs> and a ton of people, um, that have been enslaved and freed. So it's just another, another freaking process. Um, but again, at the, at the time he did note, it was noted that he did start to, his feelings started to change on that, which is again, respectable, respectable, even during that time where it's a common thing where people actually started, were smart enough and grew and learned enough to actually start to regret that and feel bad about it. That's progress. That's progress. That's still freaking progress. That's amazing progress for the time. So I can respect that. So thank you everybody so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Make sure you click the links. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, all this kind of good stuff. And Not Twitter. No, screw Twitter. We're not. No, no, screw Twitter. Join my Discord, all this other good stuff. And I will see you guys in the next uh, episode. Remember that love is patient. Uh, and peace.